Megan Colley with Global News posted a story at 640toronto.com and our Global News website. It caught my eye. With cleaning supplies so difficult to get our hands on, people are improvising and replacing disinfectant wipes with baby wipes. Since most baby wipes actually contain alcohol, people are giving them a shot. Welcome to the show, Dr. Dina Kulik, a pediatrician in Toronto. Uh, welcome. It's good to have you on. Thank you so much. Okay, so why are baby wipes a poor substitute when it comes to disinfecting? Well, it's true that baby wipes do have some alcohol in them by and large. Not, not all do, but most do have. They have a very low concentration, very low percentage of alcohol. And what we know for COVID is you need a solution that has at least 70% of alcohol. And baby wipes absolutely do not have this much. If they did, they would burn the skin, they would cause rash, irritation, and you would really smell alcohol on the product. And obviously you don't. They don't have enough alcohol. They will not kill COVID from surfaces, and they are not a substitute for alcohol-containing solutions or bleach solutions, peroxide, other products that we know does kill COVID. Accidental poisonings from cleaning supplies are on the rise. As a pediatrician, how how concerned are you about people's quest to DIY their cleaners and keep their environments COVID-free? I am concerned about this. We have absolutely seen a rise in um, calls to poison control for accidental ingestions and spraying solutions that can, you know, damage the eyes, damage the skin. A lot of us are trying to keep our homes very clean from COVID. So we're sometimes making our own solutions, or even if you just have a bleach solution or a peroxide or an alcohol solution out because you're cleaning surfaces frequently, that sometimes is very enticing to a young person, and they may not know that it's alcohol. They may try to drink it. They may spray it. All of these things, as always, should be locked away out of kids' reach. They, kids don't know what they are. And also, label everything well. Of course, a young mm-hmm. child can't read if you write that it's bleach or alcohol, but partners may not know what it is. You know, other people in the home, adults and bigger children that can read, may not know what your solution is. We want to avoid, you know, any risk to accidental poisoning. So keep it away, keep it locked away, bring it out only when you're using it, and then put it far away from kids and label everything well. It's funny that you bring that up because you think that you know what's in this bottle. A case in point, the other day I'm cleaning underneath the sink. I don't have any little kids to worry about. I pulled out a spray bottle. It's one of the spray bottles that you buy empty and you fill it with whatever. And I was at a loss at what I had put in it. And I thought, why did I not label this? I'm pretty sure now after spraying it and smelling it like a million times, which isn't always the safest uh, way to, to identify what the product is, uh, that it was just a, 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 it was just vinegar and water that I was using to clean windows with. But um, it is important to label those things because you might think, oh, of course I'm going to remember what's in that. But a couple of years down the road, you come upon it, you, it's guesswork. Totally. So it may be dangerous and it may have lost its potency as well. So I also recommend to write the date in which you created it. So we use a bleach solution in my home. It's still pretty easy to find bleach. And you, what you do is you mix one cup of bleach with one gallon of water. Obviously, I make a, a you know, solution that's less than that, a fraction of that. But within a day or two, that solution will lose its potency. So we make it frequently with you know, only a couple of tablespoons of, of bleach, for example. But then we toss it. We don't keep it for months and weeks. And we write exactly when we made it. So we know, you know if myself is using it and my husband's using it, we know, you know when was it made, when does it need to be tossed, when is it no longer effective. Wow. That's the first time I've heard anyone talk about the fact that the efficacy of your cleaning product would deteriorate over, uh, you know, the span of two weeks. 
It certainly can. Even a couple of days. Bleach, when it's mixed with water, only has, depending who you talk to, 12, 24, maybe 48 hours of efficacy against COVID anyway. Okay, so you want to make sure that you're not making too much of this. And what? Do you, how do you safely get rid of it? Oh, well, bleach solution, you would just more water down, and then I think you can pour it down the sink. We're talking about a few tablespoons of bleach, okay. not a really significant amount. You would just add more water to it, and I hope you're right. putting it down the sink. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but um, what other DIY cleaners are appropriate for use in the house? I really don't think people should be making their own stuff, to be honest, and there's so much on social media and media now about make this and make that. A lot of this is coming from really non-scientists, non-chemical engineer backgrounds. You don't know what's going to be effective. So not only may you not even kill the COVID that you're thinking it will, things like vinegar, things like alcohol solutions, drinkable alcohol like vodka, things um, like essential oils, these don't kill COVID. So despite mm-hmm. the influencer of choice saying that they will, they don't. They simply don't. You want to check out the CDC website. There, there are specific, you know, things that work, but mixing things together, you know, you're, unless you're a chemist and you really understand the properties of all these, all these chemicals, it, it's quite dangerous. Keep it simple. Use a bleach solution, use a 70% alcohol solution, or use a 3% peroxide solution. Otherwise, don't mess around with stuff. You don't know what the risks are. You don't know what's going to explode, what could damage your skin, what could damage your eyes, what if, you know, aerosolized can be damaging to your lungs. There's a lot of risks here. Hand sanitizer is still hard to come by, but the high alcohol content makes them dangerous. If you've got little ones around, they could be appealing. They could uh, ingest them. So you recommend leaning on good old soap and water. A hundred percent. I mean, people have soap and water. Soap and water is easy to find. It's ubiquitous. And if we're not going into stock of this and you don't need any special kind of antibacterial soap, as people put it, typical, normal soap, a bar, you know, the, the, um, the pump ones, it doesn't matter. Washing your hands vigorously, all areas of your hands for 20 to 30 seconds, multiple times per day, that is likely even more effective than using alcohol. Of course, when you're out and about and you don't have access to running water and soap, sure, use your hand sanitizer if you can find it. But at home, there's no reason to be using an alcohol solution. I don't have any hand sanitizer in my home. There's no reason for it. Dr. Kulik, I appreciate your time today. It's been really informative and hopefully helpful for people that are still stressed out about the fact that they cannot find hand sanitizer. Like you said, we all have access to water at home and hopefully you've got some soap handy.